0: Good morning, Top Ten Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Ten Rivalry. It's Wednesday morning. We're halfway through the week. It's hump day. We're excited. Uh, This week, earlier, you saw a Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, and we kind of wanted to keep on this specific theme. Yesterday was about Lasorda University, which that's another Philadelphia, New York kind of guy. And now I got Kasim on, and he's going to talk to me about his favorite team and some of his memories. So, Kasim, how are you doing on a Wednesday morning? We made it through halfway through the week. How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, you know, I'm so happy uh, baseball's here. Uh, usually, when baseball season's not around, it's like a dreadful long wait of winter. <laughs> so, when spring comes and baseball starts, it's like I'm alive again.
0: Amen. Amen, man. The first. First time you hear that play ball in Mm -hmm. spring training, you're like, "Okay, the long national nightmare is over. We can actually have something to cheer about now. So, man, I tell you. okay, so start us out. Who's your favorite team? I
1: was born and raised in Detroit, just to let you guys know. Uh, My favorite team is the New York Yankees since 1990. Uh, Don Mattingly was my favorite player watching him uh, play with the Yankees. And then you you go forth, so forth through the 90s, winning championships. But Don Mattingly set the, star, the tone for me in loving the Yankees.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, so the, you told me not only the Yankees, but where it started. And I love Donnie baseball, man. I, I tell you what, one of my good friends growing up, I won't tell you what year we played Little League baseball, but it was the early 80s together. Yeah. He became a Yankee fan because of Donnie baseball. So that's good call right there, my friend. Good call. So – uh, we know you're a Yankee fan. We know kind of where it started. Um, but tell me, besides for Don Mattingly, who's your current favorite player? And besides Don Mattingly, do you have also an all-time favorite player? They don't have to be Yankees, but they, they definitely can be.
1: Yeah, um, as for the current Yankee, my favorite player, actually, it's, to be honest, uh, I love John Carlos Stanton. You know, everybody I know is going to go with Aaron Judge, but Stanton was my guy, even from the days of when he was in Miami. Uh, my current, actually my favorite, um, besides him not being Yankee, was actually I enjoyed. I always said there was four players, but there was two from each era. And I can give you them in Pacific where Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. were the guys that I used to love watching. They were my favorites. I mean, they were just the best, base, two best baseball players I've seen from the 90s going up. And then the two other players after them was Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. I mean, these these four, to me, were the best players I ever watched. That's, you know, including all the greats that you've seen. There's a lot of very good baseball players. Great ones, too. But these four, two from the 90s all the way to, like, 2000 until Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. And these guys really changed the game they're hitting. And they're Hall of Famers. And, you know, I know Bonds, there's cloud over his head with the steroid scandal but as a baseball player i'm just talking about this guy was just amazing outfielder from the days of the pirates jim leland was my favorite manager of all time um bonds with his arm his bat i mean amazing just really amazing ken griffey natural his just outfield is just amazing his swing is probably the sweetest swing i ever watched and ever in baseball uh you can't go wrong you know but anybody that defers it's no big deal you know but these were the guys that I loved watching and you know John Carlos Stanton was the guy that I loved and when he came to the Yankees I'm so happy I know there's freak injuries that happen with him and everything but this guy when he's on he's a machine and that's the honest truth I mean I don't know what happens when people come to New York all these injuries end up happening but when he's healthy uh, before he even came to the Yankees, but when he's health, when he was healthy, he was a top five best baseball player in the game with trout and you know many others.
0: Yeah, it's listen, I, I love you didn't say John Carlo Stanton's name right. It's John Carlo. I can't find a jersey that fits me correctly, Stanton. <laughs> right. I think he does that for all the ladies. It's like all the ladies, all the ladies in the house, you know, say mm-hmm. ah like that type of thing. Um, but the four players that you mentioned. So, you know, I'm in Orange County, California. I'm a Dodger fan, but watching Albert Pujols, it's sweet. It is absolutely sweet. He's a great human being on and off the field. Fantastic player. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, my gosh. yeah. This guy, this guy's the epitome of what a baseball player should be. And if this guy doesn't get 100% of the vote, both of those guys, for the Hall of Fame, I want to know which sports writers they ticked off and who's voting type thing. Um I mean, Miguel Cabrera going and letting Torkelson take over first base in his last season, you know, his last couple of seasons. I mean, this guy's done everything. I mean, let's not forget some of the players that he hit against, you know, getting his first couple of hits. So those are great calls. Um, King Griffey Jr., fantastic. Call. I mean, that guy, backwards hat, home run derby, that guy was amazing. Um, may have played a year or two too long, but – Regardless, right? Um, Barry Bonds, I will say this as a Dodger fan, you're prone to hate him, but you love his talent, mm-hmm. right? Just like, you know, just like Nomar Garciaparra. He used to level up against the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. And so every time you do that batting glove fix, it would drive you guys nuts. But <laughs> you had to respect the talent, right? Um, and so with with uh, Barry Bonds, there's one thing. Hitting the ball a long way. Has something to do with juicing. Connecting with the ball has nothing to do with juicing. You still have to have natural talent. So, I mean, whether or not he belongs in the hall, that's a different podcast, and we could have fun with that one. Yeah. Let me tell you. But you can't be that good without knowing how I know to what play the mean. game a little bit, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and and I don't know if you remember this or not, but. Barry Bonds was the first ballot Hall of Famer before he left Pittsburgh. Yes. I mean, 40-40 guy, 30-30 guy. um, You know, he didn't really need that to get him there, Mm -hmm. but he wanted to be the best. That's true. And, you know, these guys are trained from the time that they're little. They don't know how to retire. Ask Roger Clemens if he knows how to retire. How many years did he come back to play half a season with the Astros or whatever, right? Nobody it, teaches you how to retire. And so do I hate bonds for it? No. He's got talent,
1: right? Yeah. Great. I mean, great, amazing talent. And I know the juice is, but for me, when I look at steroids, it's just uh I look at it. A lot of people used it for injuries to heal up faster. A lot of people a lot of people sometimes don't know that. Do I believe he used it? Yes. Um, but Mostly, I think a lot of people that use it just in talk about general baseball, it was because of steroids, because it helped them heal the injury faster. You know, yeah. I really don't believe steroids are going to make you, your eye coordination hit the ball way farther. I don't believe that. I just believe that's just talent. Like, you know, you were talking about you're a Dodger fan, big Dodger fan, but you loved watching Barry Bonds. Like, I'm a Yankee fan, but I respect David Ortiz. I respected the Manny Ramirez. I respected those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I I have the right to hate the Red Sox, but my favorite, like my favorite pitcher, was Pedro Martinez. He yep. did, he beat everybody in the steroid era, and that yep. guy was dominant. Dominant. It's like in basketball. I'm a '90s Knicks fan. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. But Jordan ruined my dreams. And Reggie <laughs> Miller. Reggie Miller was the killer of the Knicks. But what? Michael Jordan's the goat. And Reggie Miller, I respect them. I respect them because these guys were a pleasure to watch. Just like Kobe, you know, God rest his soul. But when the great players leave, you learn to appreciate uh, appreciate them more.
0: Yeah, no, I, and that's the best part about being a fan. Like, and I talk to people all the time about this. One of my favorite players in the last fifteen years, well, actually, two of my favorite players, both had their careers cut short because of injuries. But these two players laced it up, never got in any trouble, and played the game right would steal, would bunt, would do whatever you asked. And if they came back into the locker room with a jersey that was clean or pants that were clean, it was because they didn't play. That's Dustin Pedroia and David Wright. Can you argue That's that definitely. those two guys were great ambassadors? for the? They're never going to make the Hall because they didn't play long enough. But they played the game right. Would you agree?
1: Yes. Pedroia, I always said, you know, those teams that won it, I felt like Pedroia was the heart and soul of that team. And I, exactly. I'm, a, I'm actually on a podcast. It's called the Bleacher Brawls. It's actually Yankees Red Sox rivalry, and I spoke highly of Dustin Pedroia. I go, I believe without Pedroia, I know it's a whole team, but Pedroia really was the heart and soul that made that engine run for the Red Sox. His leadership. He never played. He never played dirty. You know, I remember that one incident with Manny Machado. He's like, "Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I didn't do nothing." But he was, he was the leader. He was a big leader. And just like uh, the other player you talked about, uh, David Wright. David Wright.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm a Yankee fan, but I I root for the Mets out of the National League. So I don't believe in that law that if you're a Yankee fan, you gotta hate the Mets. No, I got a Mike Piazza jersey. I got a Mike Piazza jersey. My favorite catcher of all time. I got a Darryl Strawberry jersey. One of my favorite players of all time. Him and Doug Gooden. And I'm yeah. actually going to the Tigers Mets game next week when the Mets come to Detroit. Perfect.
0: And, but Perfect. David, we'll have to do a live too when you're there. Show us around I the stadium.
1: So. David Wright, if it wasn't for his, you know, I think it was his back, am I correct? Or was his shoulder? Yeah. Which one?
0: I think it was his back.
1: Yeah. He was a phenomenal player. My guy was a phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Well, and he played the game right. I I mean mm-hmm. both of those guys I hated when they came to Dodger Stadium or when the Dodgers went there, because they always seem to level up. But you only have to hate them six games a year. <laughs> and you respect them. I mean. I can't tell you how many times I drafted Dustin Pedroia on my fantasy team because he's going to get your doubles. He's going to get your hits. He's going to get you stolen bases. Great guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Never met the man. I'm sure he's a fantastic individual as well. But, I, you know, and for him, he was lucky. He played on a lot of really good Red Sox teams where people were focused on Pedro and focused on Manny and, and Big Poppy and Jason Veritek. Mm-hmm. So those guys – were doing their thing where all he had to do was show up at the ballpark put on his jersey and just play his heart out he didn't have to worry about carrying the team you never heard Dustin Pedroia and the Red Sox are coming to town where you did hear David Wright and the Mets are coming to town
1: yes that's, that's very true and like you know the Pedroia part like him and Veritek, were the were the guys that really led that ball club and Veritek is another guy for the Red Sox I really respected and one thing me as a Yankee fan I'm very realistic doesn't mean you play for the Yankees, doesn't mean I like you. Like I despised A-rod. I hated him. I wish he was never a Yankee. Look, baseball talent, amazing. His baggage, no, you can ship it out the door, bro. I don't I don't need that. His baggage is what killed me. And I despised A-rod. He was a hell of a talent, but just the baggage. I couldn't take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. That's truth. Amen. No, I I'm with you. I am totally with you. And I I honestly, to me. You're right. That's a great way to look at it. And, and most Yankee fans are realistic because, and especially the ones that live in the city, right? Mm-hmm. They understand you're either a Yankee or Red So or Red or a Yankee or Mets fan. And but they respect talent. They respect the guys on the field that are talent. Where, you know, there are some people that just in other teams, hey, this guy sucks. Okay. He's a human being, right? Yeah. You're asking him to play 180 games inside of six and a half months without the playoffs. That's spring training included. And you're asking him to travel cross country. You're asking him to do a lot of things. Plus, he's married. He's got kids, whatever. He's human. So, you know, if he goes 0 for 12 over a three-game span, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, right?
1: I'll tell you about Yankee fans. I went to Yankee Stadium for the first time ever. I went in 2010. Okay. Okay. Yankee fans, yes, they're knowledgeable. All New York fans in general and teams, they're they're knowledgeable about their sports, but they're arrogant, they're ignorant, they're savages. They don't care who you are. They're rude. I'm telling you this as a Yankee fan. I went to a, I went to a game and almost got into a fight in the stands with Yankee fans because they're just arrogant and rude. <laughs> no, I, that's the honest truth. I always say it, just they're very passionate. They're knowledgeable, but at the same time they're arrogant. Just uh very rude come out, come out the wrong way. That's the honest truth, and that can be for every fan base but New York fans, oh boy
0: <laughs> well if it if it makes you feel any better, we're doing a watch party in Boston um on the eighteenth of August when the uh, the Red Sox are playing the Yankees in New York, but we're doing it in Boston, so we're not competing. And then the next week, the Dodgers come into town. So we're just going to stay in Boston for a week and hang out. It's yes. fantastic. Absolutely awesome. fantastic. So, um, all right. So we could do this all night. <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> Let's problem. talk about stadiums. Where have you been? Um,
1: not n- Nowhere that much, to be honest. I live here in Detroit. I go to Comerica Park a lot. I went to the old Tiger Stadium eight times in my life. Mm-hmm. And I went to Yankee Stadium once, and the, and the new one. Not the old one. I went in 2010. I watched Andy Pettit, my favorite Yankee pitcher of all time. I saw Mariano Rivera. i seen Jeter. You know, I saw Teixeira on them. Um, So I haven't been to many ballparks. Do I love to travel if I have a chance? Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Wrigley. I had a chance in 2003, but the blackout happened here in Detroit. That cost me, you know. I'll probably probably go to Cleveland. You know, I'm only like a couple hours away. Uh, Cincinnati's a little farther. But um, there are some ballparks that's, you know, if my friends and them want to go, I have uh, some friends. I'm in a fantasy baseball league. They love to travel to, you know, baseball stadiums. So hopefully if they decide, I'll be glad to go. But I've only been to Comerica Park, the old Tiger Stadium and the new Yankee Stadium.
0: Okay, so then let's 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 play fantasy for a little bit here. Okay, so you've got the month of July off. Okay. Mm -hmm. Unlimited resources. And you're going to go with your buddies. You're going to go to five ballparks. You haven't been to before. Where are you going to go? Where are your five ballparks? Fenway. Okay. Uh, Miller Park. Oh, okay. Milwaukee. All right. PNC Park, Pittsburgh. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Okay. Wrigley,
1: Wrigley Field. Okay. And the other one I want to see really, and I think it's the best ballpark just from me watching TV in baseball, and that's Camden Yards.
0: Okay. Okay. Good calls. Good calls. I, you know, every time I ask that question, I usually get Yankee Stadium, which you've already been to, mm-hmm. Fenway, PNC Park, because it's picturesque, uh, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, because again, because it's picturesque. Mm-hmm. Crazy as this is, Coors Field, people want to check that out. Um, and then Wrigley and Dodger Stadium for the history.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Petco because of, like, the picturesque view um, as well with the city in the background and everything. And then um, the other one that I hear a lot of is Minute Maid Park because the Astros keep winning, right, and everybody wants to go down there and check it out. But, um, I mean, if I were you, and honestly, I've been to the Oakland Coliseum, I don't need to go. <laughs> but if you yeah. have a chance to travel, I'd go to Oakland. I, I'd go to uh, the Coliseum. In Oakland, since they're not going to be there very much longer, and I'd go to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City because next year's the last year that the Royals are going to play at Kauffman. They are actually moving, and they're tearing down that stadium. So that stadium's been up for 50 years, and they're tearing it down.
1: Wow! Yeah, I I like Kansas City, like the Royals. I was very happy they won, even though they played the Mets. But I was I was rooting for the Royals when they won the 2015 World Series championship which yeah. they should have won in 2014 if it wasn't for Madison Bumgarner. Yeah,
0: I awesome. really like that.
1: I really like that Royals team. It's because it's Hosmer, a Salidas it's, uh, it's Escobar, Lorenzo Keynes, the way they brought up the guys. They had Ned Yost with Dayton Moore. And, you know, I was, I was happy because I'm a big fan of Alex Gordon. I have his jersey, Kansas City, with the hat. I got an Albert Pujols jersey. I got Roberto Clemente. I mean, I can name you jerseys that I love of different – players on different teams but Alex Gordon was one of my guys I used to love watching it was a hard-nosed player stayed with one team it was a great outfielder and I really enjoyed watching him play
0: yeah yeah it's I I agree and I you know offline I'll tell you about one or two Royals that I had a chance to meet before then and it's it was it was fun watching them get to the World Series that was for sure and obviously, I was cheering for Kansas City in 14 because it was against the Giants. Yep. Right? But, again, Mad Bomb had an incredible series. You can't take anything away from that. And being no, a baseball purist, what do you got to say, right? There's nothing he, to say.
1: He's one of the most clutch uh, baseball pitchers I've ever seen in the postseason. That's how great he was. He, I mean, he beat the Tigers, beat the Royals handily. I mean, he's just he was just on another, I know he's on the downside of his career. I totally understand. Maybe the game's caught up to him, but, you know, Mad Bum was a pleasure to watch and I really enjoyed watching him. He was actually, you know, a guy that I used to enjoy watching day in and day out when the, he played for the Giants. I really enjoyed watching him. Uh, and also I have a picture with Ned Yost. So when he was with <laughs> the <you go.
0: laughs> There you go. You love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we're, we're, of almost a full month into the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting close to a full month into the season. Um, give me your breakdown or assessment of the 2023 Yankees. What do you feel? Uh, you know, I, normally, I would say, what are you looking forward to? But heck, we're almost a month into it. So what do you feel about the Yankees? And as scary as this is, every single team in that division is either 500 or better. So, Tell me about the division. Tell me about the Yankees.
1: Well, the division to me is the strongest division in baseball. Um, I know the Red Sox, nobody was high on them. I'm not either, but I don't think they're going to stay where they're at. But, you know, to have 12 wins in the month of April, uh, it's pretty impressive for what they're dealing with. But for me, I don't judge April because um, throughout Yankee history, Yankees always get off to a bad start in April. So if they're above 500, I'm happy. Now, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward for everybody to come back. Bader, Harrison Bader, Luis Severino, uh, Carlos Rodon, they invested a lot of money in, but there's an injury history. and Now, the injury history is showing that he might not be back till maybe mid-May, maybe end of May, maybe beginning of June. We're hoping because that's a big piece to the rotation. There's um, a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries really killed this team. But overall, I love what Garrett Cole is doing, probably the pitcher of the month. With Shohei mm-hmm. Um, I love what Nestor is doing. Um, I like their offense. Uh, Volpe, uh, good shining star. Uh, he's gonna get to, he's gonna get his ups and downs. So I just want Yankee fans to calm down. Let it let him go through his ups and downs. It's gonna happen. Uh, I'm very happy what Glaber is doing. Rizzo, Judge, you know, like I said, Stanton was doing very well before the injury. LeMahieu looks healthy. Think knock on wood. The last two years hasn't been kind to him. Uh it's only a matter of time before they get it together, but do I believe like <clears throat> the division is going to be tough throughout the year? Yes, I do believe Baltimore is, n- is not that team that's gonna fade. I do believe Toronto's gonna be there because Toronto they got a very good pitching staff. Their weakness might be their bullpen, but their offense is legit. And you know, you got Tampa, Randy Arrozarino. Uh, you know, I enjoy watching them. Uh, him and Brandon Lowe. Shane McCallaghan, these guys are doing great. I know the schedule, people will say, oh, they haven't played nobody. Well, they're the team that's on your schedule and all of the other teams have to play the same teams. So to get off to a great start, congratulations to Tampa. They got a great manager and Kevin Cash. I really respect. They got a system uh, from top to bottom, minor league system to the major leagues. Anything they trade, anything they get back, they hit on it. And that's what I respect about them. And it's it's like a cycle. It's like a cycle. I mean, uh, Tampa, you got to give them their dues, man. They know they know what it takes and they know what it, what to do uh, for the future and for the present. So I re I, you know, hey,
0: congratulations! You're off to a great start. Everybody would love to be in their shoes right now. I know I would. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, and and honestly, I, you mentioned Garrett Cole, and so I was looking him up as you were saying that four and O with a .79 ERA. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but remember, 34 innings pitched. He's only given up 17 hits. He has 36 strikeouts, which puts him number six in the AL and number nine in all of baseball when it comes to that. He's, I think he's the only pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, there's there's one other pitcher, Kyle Gibson and Shane McClanahan, who are 4-0 as well, two other pitchers. So Garrett Cole's amazing. Um, He's starting out well. Like you said, nasty nester. Take it, you know, everybody give him a break. You know, he's coming off of a little bit of an injury. Give him a break. The thing that the Yankees, if you're going to make it far in October, forget about making it October. If you're going to make a serious run, there's two things that you need to have from your pitching staff. One, your pitchers, your starting pitchers need to win. And agree or disagree with me on this. Your starting pitchers need to have between forty and fifty wins. Okay, so if you have five starting pitchers, that means they need to average ten wins a season. Um, Now, granted, some of them will win more, some. But you need fifty wins there because otherwise, your bullpen is going to get too taxed. And two, you need to have shut down innings. You score the next inning; they got to be able to come down and shut. You know, have shut down innings. You have that; you can go a long way in the playoffs would you agree with that
1: i would agree with that under one thing when it comes down to the playoffs especially against a certain team okay anybody else they can pitch and they'll hit and they'll do well it's only that one team it's against the astros everything falls apart they can't hit that's what cost them in 2017 you know i always talk with baseball fans i told them throw the cheating scandal out the reason why the yankees lost in 2017 They did not hit. The last three games of the series, they did not hit. Last year was a perfect example. They pitched well versus Cleveland. They went in against uh Houston. They pitched good, but they couldn't hit the ball. So their bullpen got overworked, kept on getting overworked. Guys were lost to Tommy Johnson. And another thing with the Yankees, you know, I think I talked about it before, was injuries. Just injuries. It just happens every single year. Like last year in the playoffs, they lost Scott Afros. Montas, the biggest bust. I wish Cashman never traded for him. That's not the guy I wanted. Um, They lost, uh, who else? Um, They lost guys. I mean, they lost LeMahieu. LeMahieu, you know, for the past two seasons, he's been off for the playoffs. And he's a big contributor to the offense, especially in the leadoff spot or playing defense, you know. It's just injuries for me. But just against a certain team, against the Astros, we pitch, no problem. We do well for the bullpen, but we can't hit. We just can't hit. And the Astros have that pitching staff to where it comes lights out in the playoffs. I mean, Verlander is the Yankee killer. (laughs) He's the Yankee killer. You know, I know he's not with the Astros now, but, you know, Verlander was a pain in my butt all the time. But that Astros team, same thing like Tampa, they grow their pitchers. You know, they'll get a free agent by trade or, you know, signing, but everything clicks over there. I just, I don't know what it is, but you go over there to Houston and everything clicks. You become a different person. You just become a different player, a pitcher, a batter. Jeremy Pena, they lose on Carlos Correa. They got Jeremy Pena, turn out the World Series MVP. Amazing. Just those young guys, Bregman and Altuve, I, re- I respect them. Jordan Alvarez, the best the best trade i have ever seen in my entire life is Josh Fields to the Dodgers for Jordan Alvarez. Sorry, i'm not rubbing it. I'm not rubbing it in, but i'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Thanks. Just saying, you know? It just they they they're very, you know, they're yeah. very good and i res- i respect them. I, and i wasn't rooting for the Astros last year but i oh i i said it. Dusty Baker deserved the World Series championship and i'm happy for him. I really am. Yeah,
0: yeah no, i listen, i agree with you. I I you can't knock the Astros. They put together a good season and they're the kryptonite for a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but they go in and they play the game, right. Dusty can play small ball. He can play long ball. The problem with, with baseball right now is everybody's trying to hit a five run home run. Right. And so, you know, perfect example here. And this is a, this is an extreme example. Okay. But you're down by a run. Let's say you're in Boston. Right. You're down by a run. It's the eighth inning. You got first and second and nobody out. Can Josh Donaldson lay down a bunt to move guys over? Maybe. Maybe not. Right? But there's batters in the Astros organization. Kyle Tucker can hit the ball a long way, but he can also lay down a bunt. Right? You got to play that little ball with things. Because if you can't play small ball, you can't win in this league. Not everybody's going to hit a home run.
1: And that's what I agree with you on that, Bill, uh, is that, like I said about the Yankees, against the Astros, everybody else, you could play the long ball. But I was telling certain people, just against the Astros, I said, you have to play small small ball. You cannot look for the three-run homer, the grand slam. You can't look for the long ball. Is it you get a man on first, steal second. You hit a single, make that guy from first, go to third. I mean, you got to play small ball. You got to bunt. You got to you got to find a way to manufacture runs. That's the way I look at it versus Houston. You got to find a way to manufacture runs in order to beat them. It, it doesn't have to be the long ball. It could just be small ball. Just getting two runs off a single, off a double, or stealing a base, second to third. Uh, you know, we're talking about the Royals. Gerard Dyson and Terrence score were the perfect examples. A pinch run for somebody, they get in scoring position, stealing bases. Okay, okay here we go. We got a single. Now we're bringing two guys in you see. That's what I liked about it. And that's what the, I feel if the Yankees have to play the Astros again, uh, they they have to change their approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of Aaron Boone, so I can <laughs> go on and on about him, but he,
0: <laughs> that's another he,
1: podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you bring up a good point, right? Um, Aaron Judge is a perfect example of this. 62 home runs last season. Phenomenal season. 177 hits. I just did the math. That's 35% of the time he hit a home run. That means 65% of the time, all of his other hits weren't home runs. Okay, But his at-bats last year was 570. He hit 311. That means that 69% of the time he got out. First and second, nobody out, down by a run in Boston in the eighth inning. You know, you got to learn how to play small ball. I'm not saying that you need to bunt with Aaron Judge, but but the numbers don't lie. <laughs> Baseball's a numbers game,
1: right? No, it's true. And analytics, I know, took over. I'm not a fan of it by Me much. Either. Yeah, it's just, I like the old school. But with the rules change and everything, I kind of like it. speeding up the game, but it's just – just just for the by the numbers a lot of people they go by it a lot of people sometimes are out of jobs because by numbers by analytics uh yeah. and I don't think it's fair but in every sport bill a lot of things are changing like the rules in baseball I can adjust and I kind of still en- I enjoy watching it football NFL same thing they adjust the rules but everybody enjoys watching it like actually my favorite sport was basketball back in the 90s yeah but when they changed the rules and now it's a players' league, now I can't stand watching it. I really can't. I haven't watched it like, and I mean, I'm watching it now because the Knicks are in the playoffs. But it's not the same. It's not the same. That so, it, like, I got bored of it. Like, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for the playoffs, I'm not watching it.
0: Yeah. No. I and I agree with you. I agree with you. I um, I agree with you. And going back to a point that we were talking about about starting pitchers, the. The Yankees have 13 wins so far this season. Um, you know, obviously this is Wednesday morning but we recorded this beforehand. Um 13 wins this season. Of the 13 wins, Nasty Nestor has 3 of them, Garrett Cole has 1 of them and um and uh, Jermaine has one of, or uh, has one of them. And so between those three pitchers you have 8 of the 13 wins, three of your starters. Perfect. You're on pace. Perfect. And that's, that's kind of what you're looking for. So I, I love where the Yankees are at. Um, as much as people want to say they hate the Yankees, which there are some fans out there that do that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. Rivalries are good for sports. Right. Hmm. Um, but as long as you take it from a human perspective, right. Remember it's just a game at the end of the day, it's just a game. Right. Um, we don't need to be burning down people's houses or doing mean things to people. It's just it's just a game. It's rivalry's good, yeah. I I like see. where the Yankees are at, and mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic for baseball. You may agree or disagree with this, but I think it's fantastic for baseball when the last three weeks of the season are coming down to the Yankees Red Sox because that's what baseball's built on, right?
1: Well, of course, ratings, money,
0: the rivalry. I mean, listen. Out here on the West Coast, the Dodgers could be 100 and 0, and the Yankees could be 1 and 99 and the Red Sox could be 0 and 100. And Sunday night baseball is going to be Yankees Red Sox when the Dodgers are 100 and 0. Right? Yeah. I, I'm being extreme, but true story. Anytime the Yankees and Red Sox are playing, there's a Sunday night baseball game someplace that's happening.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love it when it's Sunday night baseball, especially rivalries, you know. Uh, I, you know, I always told people the rivalry kind of died between the Yankees and Red Sox. You know, everybody's you know buddy buddy now. It's it's not like it used to. They really hated each other. That's what I loved about it. They really hated each other, but you know, there's a respect factor. But for me, it's just um, like you were talking about, threatening a person because he's a fan of whatever team it could be in any team, any sport. It's just people running over cars. You hear it. People, somebody getting jumped or somebody getting stabbed. Why? Why would you do that? For what, man? It's just a game at the end of the day. I get yelled at. I, I went to a playoff game against the Yankees and Tigers. I remember me and my brother were sitting down. We're just, you know, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. We got swept against the Tigers in 2012. But fans were, you know, going at it with me and stuff. But there was certain Tiger fans to where they actually stepped up for me. They're like, leave them alone. You could... Root for however he wants. He ain't doing nothing to nobody. So actually, there was people that actually stuck up for me. I was like, hey, you know, that's just, that's what liquor does to you. That's what drinking does, gets out of hand.
0: Well, it's at the end of the day, everybody fans differently. Mm -hmm. Right. And with Top Fan rivalry, we set it up so that it is fan involved. It's the fans version of it, right? Because if Miguel Cabrera wants to call a press conference, He's got a big enough microphone. Everybody's going to listen to him. No disrespect to you, but if you call the press conference, who's showing up?
1: No.
0: <laughs> right. And and I don't know what you do for a living, but yeah. maybe people will show up, but not as many as Miguel Cabrera. Right. Yeah. So that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do is give everybody a voice. And with that voice, everybody fans differently. And yeah. it's it's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. So, um, okay. Okay. Any final thoughts you want to say about, about your team, about the Yankees, anything that we haven't discussed yet? We covered your favorite team and how it started. Favorite players. I, I thought were amazing. Ingrid B. Junior, Barry Bonds, Donnie Baseball, right? John uh, Carlo, I can't find a jersey that fits me, Stanton. Um, we didn't mention Arson Judge, but hey, you know, we can mention Arson Judge another time, right? Or Slash Aaron Judge. That was my favorite tweet of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Um We've covered which ballparks where you would go to. Anything else you want to tell the top fan rivalry followers?
1: For any team out there, when you head into spring training, beginning of the year, I don't care what they say at the table or what they say. This is our accomplishment. No, and I'm not. I'm not saying it because it's the Yankee way. If you're not winning the World Series, your seasons of failure. It's just as simple as that, and that goes for any sport. I always okay. say that. I've Great. seen, you don't win a World Series. I don't care if you get to game seven of the World Series. If you lose, Jared Jeter said it the best. He's like, he goes, what's the difference if I get to a 2003 playoffs or I get to 2004 World Series, 2004 uh, AL Championship against the Red Sox? He goes, how do you rate losing? I don't know if you ever saw that interview. And he's like, mm-hmm. he goes, he goes, well, you accomplished. He goes, what we have accomplished is we lost. He goes, there's nothing that we accomplished. As long as they're not holding the trophy, as long as the Yankees are not winning, it's back to the drawing board. And anything less of a championship is a failure. And that's the yeah. way I always go about it in every sport. You have to be the last team standing. I don't care if they pick you, the worst team in baseball, which it could right now is saying, oh, Oakland, they're the worst team. At the end of the year, if Oakland's not raising the championship, season's a failure. That's just the way I look at it. It goes for all teams.
0: It, you know, I would agree with a small asterisk, not a very bond size asterisk, but a small asterisk. If you're a team that's in a rebuilding year, okay, i.e. what the uh, what the Baltimore Orioles did last year, where they put a serious run on things. If you're a team like that and you make it to the playoffs, even though your season is an ultimate failure because you didn't win the trophy, you accomplished a few things, right? But I agree with you. I agree with you. Nobody gets to spring training and says, I just want to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, like a great example, to be honest, Bill, you know, I am going to go by, you know, if you don't win at it, all, it's a failure. But I'll I'll make an exception for a team like a Baltimore, a Seattle, a Toronto, especially last year. Those yep. teams, Those teams never made it to the playoffs for a while. Like Baltimore, they were trying to make it, but they made that last run. But Toronto and Seattle, not making it for a long time. I respected what they did. And Seattle, if it wasn't for Jordan Alvarez, we're probably talking about them playing against the Yankees in the AL Championship. If it wasn't for a pitch or two against Alvarez in game one and game two, it would yeah. have swung a different way. But just what they accomplished last year, I am yeah. proud of them because they went to the playoffs after so many years. And the story that they had, I loved it. Just like Baltimore. I loved yeah. what they did. You know, um, but now, you know, now the expectations got higher. Okay, now you 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 reach this bar. Now your bar is going to be this high. So let's see yeah. what you do.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, nobody says I want to be away from my family for six months almost every day. I want to travel past uh, all over the country. I want to sleep half the time in beds that I'm never going to be in again. Oh, but by the way, I just want to do it just for participation trophy. No, everybody shows up winning the world, world series, and Derek Jeter is the perfect example of that. Remember, you mentioned Michael Jordan, right? Ultimately, one of the best competitors ever in any sport. Michael Jordan had his own commercial, Nike's commercial. Who took that reign from him?
1: <laughs>
0: well, LeBron James. Derek Jeter, Derek, oh yeah, did they not okay, make Derek a, a Derek. commercial with everybody tipping their hat? And who was the yes. who was the last person to tip his cap to Derek Jeter? Michael Jordan.
1: Michael Jordan,
0: right? And so at the end of the day, it was Jordan saying, "It's your turn now," right? So I, you know, if I ever if I ever get a chance to meet Derek Jeter, um, who's from your neck of the woods, by the way, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to shake his hand and say, "You did it right. You don't need my opinion, but you did it right."
1: I actually met him at the airport.
0: <laughs> oh, did you <he> really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have. I just, but, you know, I'm that type, you know, Bill, I'm not starstruck. Like, I'm not going to bother these guys if they're at a dinner table. I like, I see a lot of players at a restaurant and I it just, I don't bother nobody. You know, if they want to be with their friend, be with their family, leave them alone. I don't want, you know, they want their privacy, you know, and they have a life too. Like right, I, right. I, 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 sh- I shook Jared Jeter's hand. And I told him, you know, you, you lead by example especially on uh, on on the field and off the field
0: yep no I I agree I um I met Ricky Henderson uh just outside of uh Oakland one time shook his hand great guy super great guy so mm-hmm. well top Fan rivalry followers this is Kasim he is great he's phenomenal we are going to not only today as this episode drops we're gonna actually put his Instagram we're gonna tag his Instagram we're gonna make him a collaborator. On this, do not do it right now if you're traveling to work. I don't want any car accidents or anything like that. But when you're safe and sound, go follow this guy. He's got some great content. He's a Yankee fan. I promise you will get him on again. You got to promise me that you're going to come back on. We got to have you back just, on again.
1: Just reach out and I'll be glad to tell you when it can come on.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And Top Fan Rivalry followers, do not forget go to topfanrivalry.com. There's a watch party in Anaheim, California on the 6th of March. There's a, I'm sorry, May on the 12th of May, there's a watch party in San Diego, California on June 20th. There's a watch party in Atlanta, Georgia on June 30th. There's a watch party in Houston, Texas. And on uh, the 18th of August, there's a watch party in Boston and we may throw in New York and, and Philadelphia as well. So come out, meet us. This is a great chance to build a community. So, Um, I I guess I'm earning airline miles or something, but it's going to be a great time to do this. So thanks so much, my friend. We're going to have you on again. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.
1: You too, Bill. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet.
0: You bet.